My name is April Dumay, and I'm a strong woman, because I don't take bullshit from nobody. And fuck you, Chris Brown. Hey, woman, I'll knock you in the dirt, you piece of shit. And again. So everybody heard me? Fuck you, Chris Brown. You know, um, the one great thing about April is she knows when not to say it. She seems to just instinctually get it. Like, oh, okay, I shouldn't say this in school right Yeah, now. Daddy taught me something, so I shouldn't say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daddy laughed really hard, so I shouldn't say it. <laughs> she knows the rules. And she knows Miss Jane ain't playing it. You know, Miss Jane right, don't take no right. bullshit, okay? She's not going to take that from her at school. I know. <laughs> I know, but April is awesome, okay? And I'm so glad she just cursed out Chris Brown. Fuck him. He's a dick. You know, and I'm sick of people, they get on to me because I bust Chris Brown on Twitter all the goddamn time. He can fucking suck my balls. Fuck him. What's he going to do? Hit me like he did a woman? Fuck you. I hit back. I don't know. Yeah. I think the real bad words aren't even cuss words. They're like, I can't, or I won't do something, or uh, you're stupid, or I hate uh, hate you, I hate this, I hate that. I won't eat this, I won't do that. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, those are words that are horrible. They're defeatist words, and they're negative. I mean... Hate is such a, just so much a more powerful, all-consuming word than fuck you, Chris Brown. You know what I mean? I mean, that's so much worse. I I don't know, man. Maybe I'm getting on my high horse, all right, and and I haven't even welcomed people. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. Hi, this is Ralphie May, all right, and uh, this is the Perfect Ten Podcast. This is my beautiful wife. I'm Lana Turner. Thank you so much for joining us. Sorry, sorry, I was a dick, and I should have been nicer to you, but I get worked up. No, you know, I read no, the, you know what, the I kids the come comments. by it, honestly. You know, they come by it, for, like, how, how can't they learn those words when you are on shows like The Burn? Oh, man, <laughs> that was so much fun with Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey goes back, and he remembers everybody that was funny on old shows, like, 
Like my buddy Michael Ferrucci, who's an old San Francisco comedian that's now a writer. He writes on all the roasts and stuff. And he writes with Jeffrey a lot. And he was there. And, and you know, it's so weird because Michael and I, we used to write jokes for Jeffrey when he was just starting on the roast, okay? We would we would sit in, in Jeffrey's uh, living room and just get baked out of our fucking minds, okay? Writing jokes for Jeff. And and uh, isn't it interesting? It made it full circle, and he's on a show called The Burn. <laughs> I know, and that's what we did. We burned. Oh my God, we burned some fucking weed. And Jeff would buy the weed from me, and we'd come over, and I'd smoke half of it. It was awesome. It was a twofer. You know, that, that that's that's a great combination. You know, he makes my rent, then I get to smoke the weed too. That's awesome. That's a gimme. And, uh, but Jeffrey's always been sweet to me, man. I mean, he's, he's been a good friend of me for years, man. You know, Jeffrey and, uh, Jay Moore years ago got into a race to make me famous and, uh, they're still fighting it out. <laughs> I think that's going to be everybody's new favorite show. I hope the so. Burn. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Great concept. People go, it's kind of like Chelsea Handler's show, but funny. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Man. If you guys haven't heard it, it's Jeffrey Ross's new show on Comedy Central. God damn it. It's funny, too, man. I think, really, it's going to be everybody's new favorite show. Mm-hmm. You know, they do great segments. And, and, uh, and you know, Jeffrey... We recorded an hour and a half, okay, at, for a 22-minute show. And we had people laughing so hard, they were crying and falling out of their seats. And that's the stuff that he didn't even use. He didn't Tell, even use what that. What stuff didn't get you? What are some of the things that... Well, he did this thing called one... He did this segment called One Nice Thing, okay, where uh, where you had to... We were given a subject, and we had to say one nice thing about it. And it was Whitney Houston's new movie called Sparkle. Okay? <laughs> All right? That's the name. I swear to God, that's the name of the movie, right? All right, and, and and it should have been called Snorkel. Okay, all right, hey, I I and um, I said I said no sequel. Okay, that that's that's the one nice thing about that it. Burns. There'll be done no sequel. All right. Oh my God, Jeffries was so fucking funny. Jeffrey Ross said, said, I mean, come on, this script was dead in the water. All right, I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. So I thought I thought that everybody on the show did an amazing job. It was Thank such an entertaining you. show. So if you guys um, get a chance, check out the Burn on Comedy Central, and we'll give you a little taste of the Burn right now. These are my friends, Amy Schumer, Ralphie May, Jimmy Smith. I want you guys to know, right off the bat, this show is going to be a safe haven for comedians to say whatever the hell you want, so let it rip. <laughs> Ralphie's here to bust balls and break stools. <laughs> <laughs> this one's holding. This one's holding. Thank God. I, I'm so shocked. I love how Comedy Central spared every expense. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, is this... That's Tasha's TV, man. Are you guys glad the Olympics are finally over? <laughs> With so many inspirational stories. You also that Blade Runner guy from South Africa. What was his name, Ed? Oscar Pistorius. Wow. Ralphie, you've never seen your feet. You know what this is like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I was just, I was just over here thinking, man, a guy with no legs outruns me, man. I mean, <laughs> and I was thinking a recliner could outrun me. So, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, baby. Man, I really did like working with those guys. Uh, you know, JV Smooth, Amy Schumer, Jeffrey Ross, just a just a terrific crew to work with, man. It was such a joy. It was like hanging out with your buddies. It was so fun. Yeah, you could tell. You guys had great chemistry together. It wasn't even like doing a show. It was fan-fucking-tastic. It was so much fun. I love how they balanced it, too, between, like, having having you and JB and Amy and just, like, having a really eclectic sort of group of people. From, you know, it was fun. It's fun to hear that. Yeah, it was something different, too, because, you know, uh, especially for his first episode, more, most shows would have, you know, like, all dude comics, you know? Yeah. But it was, it was like... They had a, had a real high-energy black comic, and then you had a real low-energy fat comic, white comic, all right? And then you had, a, you know, a really fucking just wicked funny, you know, woman comic. Right. And it was great. We got another funny female that we got to talk to on the show. Remember when we talked about Diane Kawasaki? She's a little she's a little person who I was going to do the Naked Show with. Now, the Naked Show got canceled, but you had a lot of questions for what... Oh, the midget. Yeah, midget Jiner. Oh, my God, midget Jiner. Yes, is it like a paper cut? Nobody ever talks to midgets about their Jiners and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, I we mean, talked. Like, like, like depth. Did you talk depth? We talked all kinds of things. Because, I mean, it's not really relative because, I mean, their fingers are little stubby fingers. So, I mean, how deep could it be? Is it like an upside-down <laughs> thimble, you know? You know, um, give it a listen. She was amazing. Welcome to the show, Diane. Thanks, Lana. It's <laughs> nice to be here. I'm sorry. I have to ask, do you have a problem with midget or giner? I mean, is that is, – I know midget's a, a kind of a – not the word, right? Yeah, I guess it's not the word, so I don't really like to be identified that way. But uh, Jiner is actually a new word for me, um, something that I found out recently. Um, I got a text from my friend Tim Chismar, and he basically said, Hey, Lana wants to talk about your G-I-N-N-E-R. And I was like, what? And then so I Googled <laughs> it, and it turns out, in, according to Urban Dictionary, it was gay dinner, like ginner. Or maybe that's not how it's <laughs> pronounced, but I didn't know that it was actually a term for vagina. <laughs> But I was fine, and so I was like, for a couple of days, I thought that you wanted to have me over for gay dinner, and at first, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but she's really pretty, so, Aww. no, I was We totally can have down. gay dinner anytime. I would love that. We should totally do that. I don't, are, are you lesbian? I don't even know. Are you no, bi or no? I'm not, but like, I, mean, I would think that gay dinner would just be nice like, and friendly. Oh, yeah, like a happy dinner. Yeah, like a not happy, anything, yeah. yeah, or whatever. I mean, Gin- I don't know Ginner? if it's dinner Ginner. or... I mean, it was it was just kind of like when I first dinner. looked at it, it was weird. <laughs> if we had you over for a gay dinner, that'd be awesome. We could definitely find out about midget diner right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I just said the word midget though, and you don't like the word midget either. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like I think everyone has that like thing that they're just like, yeah, not too fond of that, you know. I don't. I don't have a word that I I actually dislike. I I think. I like every word, and I think the ruder the word, the more I like it. Like the more power that's in it. Like if you don't like the word midget, like it's a it's a even better word. Like that's like the best word ever because it gets such a strong reaction. Like I love the word cunt. It's one of my favorite words because it's like it's so fucked up. <laughs> I, I love actually it. really like it too because it does say a statement, and I know that people are sensitive to it. But I'm not really sure why. Cunt or midget? Cunt. Yeah. I like that word. Like, whenever I'm really mad, I'm like, I don't like, I feel like bitch is not quite going to have the effectiveness of it. So I just like to call people a cunt. Like, if they're being really cunty, 
Like, I call them a cunt. Right. It's it's a strong word. But midget, it's too much. You don't like that well, one. Well, I just don't like it because, I mean, it's not like I grew up, like, with people calling me a cunt when I was a kid. Like, I didn't even know what that word was. And I think it's just what the impression of what words... When you're a kid, you're, if words are very impressionable. And, you know, people tease me about that. And to this day, like, most people get to outgrow their, like, whatever they were called as a kid and bullied about. But I never did. It's like, I don't even get to ride certain rides at Disneyland. And I don't get to outgrow a midget, you know? It's yeah, just, you never outgrow midget. No, you don't. Yeah. But like, and the so. word stays. But I, I don't mean it offensively or hurtfully. But, uh, yeah, I, I, what if you'd have been called a midget cunt? Would you hate the word cunt more now if it had been a combination of the word? I might. I mean, I will never know. I would have to go get a time machine, go back in time, and tell all my friends, hey, instead of just calling me a midget, can you call me a midget cunt? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be bad. Right? So, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of work involved in it. And I, you, I, I feel like I like cunt too much to be, like, going through all that trouble just to make sure, you know? Did anyone ever just look at you and go, you're a cunty little midget? Did no, <laughs> no one said that until right now. And I feel like... I, I feel like, oh, well, you know what? Cunty is kind of a funny word for me. Is so that right? I'd be okay with it. It kind of like dissolves the word midget a little bit <laughs> in a weird way. What about if we, if we improved on, on the word midget, like midgety? Would that be better too? I don't know. Because cunty is nicer than, you know, just cunt. It's not as abrupt. Like midget's abrupt. But midgety, that's sweeter, right? I guess it is. It's weird it's how you midgety. add the T-Y and it's like kind of nicer. <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's an interesting I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sit with that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So from now on, we'll just be like, oh, "You're a little midgety." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> right, well, um, moving on. Let's talk about about your midgety cunt. All right. Well, that's <laughs> let's why hear a little bit about that. About that midgety cunty giner. <laughs> I know. Uh, I love how Ralphie described it as a paper cut. Yeah. He wanted to know. Yeah, so it was interesting. I, I listened to your podcast, and I was like, I heard Ralphie describe my giner as a paper cut. And I was like, you know what? Like, I felt like I needed to have, I had to prepare for this interview. So I kind of did some, like, research on my own giner. And I was like, what, what's going on down there? And I actually feel like it does kind of look like a paper cut. Uh, it really does. It looks like a, like a massive paper cut. Maybe like a cardstock paper cut, you know? It uh, kind of does. So I feel like, wow, he's very insightful, that Ralphie. That's awesome, Diane. That is so awesome. So he was dead on the money then. Yeah, he was pretty accurate, I have so to say. midget giner equates paper cut. Well, for me, you have to say midget Asian giner. Midget Asian giner. Well, just mine. I, I mean, I can't speak for, like, the other Asian people. Other Asian midget giners. Yeah, I can't. Interesting. I mean, I can just say for my own. Like, I... Because it's not like I went around and looked at other people. Like, that would have been a weird conversation. Like, hey, I have to do some research for this interview. I need to see your giner. I feel like I like that word now. It's very odd. You've, you've grown to enjoy giner. Yeah, because now that I know that it's what it is. Yeah. And I know how to pronounce it correctly. It's a good word. It is. I feel irresponsible interviewing you because I have not done any research into midget vagina at all. Like, I don't know... I don't know much about it, and I don't even know what's out on the internet or what's available. I think it's more of a kind of a, a niche thing where you have to be on the end to know. I think so. You might just have to, like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, there are probably a lot of guys who want to bang you just to, just to figure that out, right? I don't know. No? I think so. Come on. You're, you're, first, you're a beautiful girl. You're just oh, tiny. Thanks. You're just little, which it makes it even more, like, 
guys are probably like, oh, look at her. She's so little. Let's see if that vagina is full size or not. Right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess one guy asked me before, like when we were like, when I was doing online dating, mm-hmm. like he was asking, he's like, I, he was very honest. He's like, I don't know what it's going to be like, um, like with our sexual compatibility because, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like. I've never been with somebody your size. Can I ask you some questions about your personal sexuality? I don't, I don't know you that well, so I don't want to overstep anything or embarrass you. And if there's anything you feel uncomfortable with, just, like, tell me because I'm not about – I want to know you for a long time, and this isn't something where I just want to, like, make you feel uncomfortable or embarrassed in any way, okay? Well, I mean, I agree to uh, talk to you about my vagina. I don't feel like there are boundaries anymore. Okay, good. So, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right, good. Here we go. So, so – um, but you've had partners then. You've had boyfriends and yeah, partners. Yeah, I've had partners and, and so, boyfriends, whatever. And, and so have you dated other little people or big people, like full, normal-sized people? I've actually just stuff? dated one little person, and the rest were just like, as they say, average-sized guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they didn't ever comment on the vagina? Did they ever say anything? I don't know. I mean, like, maybe they did, but I get a little bit – I get embarrassed easily. So I just pretend like nothing's being said. I'm just like, okay. Like, that's my response to everything. Like, someone will say something. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm just like, okay. And I just so I pretend like it didn't happen. You didn't say anything? No. Well, you've got kind of like the two-fold thing going on, too. Part, well, I shouldn't have said that. That sounds funny, two-fold. And <laughs> that you're also, you're Asian and you're a little person. So guys kind of have, like, maybe fetishes both ways. So they can kind of get, like, a two-in-one, so to speak. It's actually like a three-in-one because, like, I'm little Asian and, like, little people tend to have really big butts, so I get that a lot, too. So it's kind of weird. I just never know. It's like, so which one are you here for, you know? <laughs> you want the butt? You want the Asian? Yeah, like, what person? is it? I mean, well, I hope that people don't just hang out with me for the fetish reason, but, I mean, it's also, like, where does, where's the, where does the line draw between fetish and preference? I have no idea. Right. No, and I was going to say that you're in a relationship, so the person is with you for you because you're right. an adorable sweetheart. But, you know, I think that a lot of guys who are probably listening to this, or there's someone out there right now going, oh, little Asian China. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right there. That's, that's Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom. Tom, uh, we call Tom the iceberg. He's our intern, and he's a creep. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely going to be thinking about this later. When a guy, Well, okay, first off, you said that you were with only one other little person. Was his anatomy comparable to a full-size guy? Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, like, I've, I've always heard, actually, that, that little people, when they're guys, they, like, look like they have huge dicks in comparison to their bodies because they're tiny and they've got, like, a like a, a dick that hangs to their knee. So, right? Is that Was that your experience? Or? Well, I don't know about knee, knee. <laughs> but it was, it was okay. Yeah? You know? It went past the middle of his thigh because his middle of the thigh was, you know, if he has a six-inch dick and his, and his thigh is only, like, nine inches long, then he's doing good, right? I feel like I did a disservice to this person because I didn't make those <laughs> assessments. Um, Aw. Man. <laughs> or, but then, okay, so then on the flip side, if you're with a full-sized guy or average-sized guy, does he feel like his dick is just huge with you? Because his dick is, like, making up, like, a lot of, you know, next to you. It must just feel gigantic. Yes. I mean, guys are very vocal in the way that, I mean, whatever's going on in their brain, they're just like, yeah, I'm going to say this. And, yeah, guys, of course, I mean, it's going to be, like, guys have that thing about, I like being bigger. So, of course, by scale, I'm going to make them feel bigger. 
Right. Well, I mean, just in your hands. Like, you've got – your hands right. are so My tiny. Right. My hands are so small. Like, that'll make any guy, like, feel like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, see gym class, whatever, like other guys' penises are not here, just mine, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not a guy. I don't know what it's like, but I'm sure they feel like that. Well, like for you, if I, for you, I'm holding an average size hot dog is like me holding a foot long. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. (laughs) In our initial discussion about you and the nude show that we were going to do, um, Rafi was curious, and I told him, there's no way I can find out about your giner depth. That'd be so weird, right? Right. Like, like Diane, <laughs> tell me, like, let me take a look. Like, how would you, um, that'd be very awkward. Right, like, how would you measure that? Would you, like, just get a ruler and just, like, jab it up there? And be like, <laughs> oh, God. all right. You know, I mean, I have no idea how that would work. I don't, I don't even know about vagina depth in general for women. Like, I don't, I don't know much about that. But in your case, like, do, do guys ever have a problem? Because, um... I mean, I don't know because I'm not sure if it's because I'm a little person. Because Asian people are typically smaller anyway, so I don't know where that goes. I can't speak for every little person out there. But, I mean, I don't know. I get, Like, even my gynecologist, when I was asking, like, oh, there is, should I be concerned about anything? He's like, yeah, big penis. You should be concerned about that because I guess I am more, like, I guess depth-wise, not like someone that could take porn star dick, you know? Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. That that'd probably be horrible. Well, I mean, that could that could puncture your like lung or something. It might. I mean, and guys would be like, "Yeah, puncture that lung." You know, <laughs> guys are so gross. <laughs> they are so gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we're talking about the three possible fetishes, um, well, and also I would imagine. Okay, so we've got we've got more. We're, we're we're telling up the fetishes here because when you've got little hands that can make a dick feel huge. You probably have little feet, so guys with foot fetish, we covered that in one of our earlier episodes with Jocelyn Stone. She's a foot fetish girl. Then we have the little person fetish. Then we have the Asian fetish. And then you said you have the big badonkadonk. Uh-huh. So what about anal? Is that, an, is that something that you've done, or what, what's the story on that? Uh, what's the back end on the back end? <laughs> well, um, without going to too much detail, I've heard that that has more depth. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That would make sense, I guess. Right, because there's no real end point to that, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's It depends. But from what I've heard, like, it has more depth. So is that something that you've... It sounds like something I... Have you opened up your back door when people have knocked in the past? Well, just like uh, like with, you know, with one person, just because... Because some guys like that. And I used to think that was a little gay, but... I don't know. I'm not going to ask questions. I don't want to know. But, um, yeah. Might go to Ginner. And then yeah, G- Ginner and butt sex. Like, <laughs> I guess those, I don't know if those two go together. I wouldn't want to go to that dinner if that was, like, what was for dessert, you know? Oh. be kind of messy. Yeah. Ooh. But, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that it has more depth. Huh. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that, but it makes, it makes sense. So, interesting. Okay. All right. So, um. Our listeners are going to have a lot of different questions as they're listening to this. So um, I'd imagine one thing that a lot of guys are probably wondering right now is, how do you wear your hair down there? I don't like hair down there. So I shave. So it really does. It's it's, it's clean. Yep. Paper cut. Paper cut. Right on. It's not a furry paper cut. Just a paper cut. (laughs) 
right. So um, <laughs> this is a, this is kind of, this might be more, the most personal question that I could ask you in the entire interview. But what is what do you weigh? I weigh about seventy pounds, I think. Seventy pounds. So you're you're very light. Is it possible? Or has anyone ever like picked you up while they're banging you and just walked around and like got a bowl of cereal <laughs> or done other things while they're they're uh, making like, love? Oh, let's do laundry. Yeah, yeah let's, let's do other things. Done. I got this midget on my dick. I'm just gonna walk <laughs> around the house with her. A multitasker. Yes. Right? I mean that'd be so awkward, but that's never happened to me. Um, <laughs> but that'd be like really awkward. It's like, am I boring? Is that why you're gonna be like? making cereal or are you just really hungry like i don't know <laughs> like is could that could a baby bjorn be a midget sex swing i mean i'm sure it can be but like how does that conversation start that's like that equates to like hey uh let's bring in a strap on like i feel like those two are both like very intimate conversations i feel like you have to really know that person well like if someone were to be like hey fifth date um i've got this like thing that i want you to be and i'd be like you know what see you later peace out right well my kids have both outgrown their baby ergo so if you ever want to borrow it well you can keep it but it's you <laughs> could have been worse if i have to initiate this be like all right so i'm a real freak and you're gonna have to wear this i hope you're down for this <laughs> you, get an, you get an ad from craigslist and the guy just ding dong hey i brought over my ergo baby <laughs> what Oh, wow. This is why Craigslist should not be existing. Yeah, no. I never go on Craigslist. <laughs> like, I, that's the reason I don't go on Craigslist, because I don't want some guy showing up in, what is it called? A baby... I don't know. Well, a baby swing <laughs> thing. Wow. Um, if some guy, like, did that, I, I just wouldn't know what to do. I would just be like... Um, you know what? I changed my mind. And then he'll be like all self-conscious. Oh, is it because of the sling? Like, no, no, no. It had nothing to do with that. Obviously, that's not weird at all. You know? I mean, and when would that happen? Would that happen on a first date? A second date? That's something, like, I would think someone would have to be, like, married. And be like, all right, this is going to happen. Because then it'd be too late. <laughs> oh, my God, Diana, You're so funny. We need to talk a little bit about your stand-up, too, because this can't all just be midget giner and paper cuts. So tell me a little bit about how long you've been doing stand-up. About four years. Yeah? Four or five years, somewhere around there. I didn't really keep track. Like, your, your video is that I, I haven't seen you do stand-up. I was really, really looking forward to seeing you perform, not, not the naked part, just getting to hang out with you more and see <laughs> you be funny. But I got to see your video online, and I think you're hilarious, and especially for four years in, I mean, and that's... That's not a lot of time to be in comedy, but you're hilarious. Oh, thank you. I mean, really funny. That means funny. a lot coming from you. Oh, my God. You're amazing. You're so open, too. I love it. You shared vagina. Yeah, you, you shared openly, which is... But Ralphie was right about the paper cut, which is very, very instinctive Insightful. on his part. I feel like yeah. now you have to just trust him on everything he says. Yeah. Because that's something very obscure. I don't know how anyone would know that. I don't know. Like, do you know how, like, surprised I was to be like... I was like, paper cut? What is he talking about? And then looking down and be like, damn it, he was right. You know? <laughs> it was a very odd moment for me. And every guy out there is going to think that is the hottest thing I've ever heard right now. I bet. Diane Kawasaki, thank you so much for sharing with us about your um, paper cut of a midget giner. We <laughs> are all a little smarter as a result <laughs> of you being here today. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. I, it was a pleasure talking about my giner, but only with you. <laughs> I had fun. Did I, I want to hear you say, I was right. You were right, Ralphie. She said it was a paper cut, and you were right. I have to listen to everything you say from now on. <laughs>
That's you're, right. When you, you just know things. Are correct. Have you seen a midget giner before? Is that how you know? No, I have not. But when you are correct about a midget giner, you are fucking correct, man. And it is a sweet day in Ralphie May history that I am totally goddamn correct about a paper cut of a midget giner. And you know what? I fucking love it, man. I wonder if it's also like an upside-down thimble. Oh, you know what? I wish you could have been here because I didn't know if I asked all the questions uh, that you needed I'm to sure know. You didn't. But, uh, oh, my gosh. She's, she's wow. so funny. That's and, amazing. And was open to share. I love that. That is cool, man. And you know what? I'm glad she didn't have all that attitude about, about uh, you know, the whole midget thing. You know, she didn't like it, but she wasn't all, like, Nazi about it, you know? She's a great person. It's easier to be a midget than it is to be a fat guy. You think so? Without a doubt. Huh. Especially when, not, not just not just like a, like a regular fat guy, but I mean, like, way fat, like me, okay? Like, when you're over four bills, okay, life's a lot harder for you than it is for midgets, okay? Sure, everything's out of your reach, but you fit into everything. Not you can not. always buy clothes. I I'm mean, not. there's always running kids' sales. You know what? You know, if you're a seven T, you're always going to be a seven T. All right. You I know what know, to wear. Like, you get to wear capes, and no one <laughs> says shit to you. How awesome would that be? I'm fat. I can't wear a cape. Except the midget, you know, fat man, can't na, 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 climb na, na, na. up the chair, and you break the chair. Exactly. See, see. <laughs> I mean, and a midget can go. Hey, can I get a little help? And everybody always like, oh, of course, I'll help the midget. I'll give him a little boost. Oh, no one helps the fat guy. No one helps the fat guy. No one gives a shit about the fat guy, okay? Yeah, right? yeah. And guess, oh, kids eat free, right? You go to the yeah, Denny's man, and you get Yeah, man, kids eat free all over the fucking place. They can place. milk that. Denny's, Denny's gets free pancakes if you're right. a kid, okay? Midgets got to go, hey, you know, I'm a fucking midgety. You can get, you in, know, you can I'm, get I'm cheap into the theme parks. You can't ride all the rides, though, but neither the fat guy. I know that, yeah. You can't ride any of the fucking You're rides. in the same boat on that one. Yeah. No, I can't even get in the boat on the log ride, right, okay? No. They won't let me in. I don't think the midget can either. They make, woo, fly No, they let that midget in there. He just got to have somebody hold him. All right, you know, I mean, they're adorable. All right, and she's cute. I mean, she's got all these people. All right, this this little Diane, she is adorable. She's Asian, okay. So that that fuck, you know, people are fucking. That's all right, okay. People want to fuck Asians all the time. All right, and she's a midget, so that's a twofer. All right, she's a spinner. How many people really want to fuck fat people? Not that many. Not that many. No, yeah. Deceptively low. Fat guys are de- definitely not a spinner. Not a spinner. Yeah. Not a spinner. Not at all. But barely, barely a, 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 a up and downer. Yeah. Okay. Barely a fucker. Okay. In general, I mean, it's it's tough. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I, I think it's much harder being fat than it is that. I mean, well, we only have one place to get clothes. Okay. A casual male, big and tall, and now Destination XL. Okay. You've got some catalog places like King Size Direct and and like my buddy Mighty Big Man. All right, but it's always like mighty big man, king size. All right, are those fat people? Are those offensive? Big and tall. Is, are those offensive? Like the word midget? It's not offensive. I mean, it is what we are. But I mean, it's like, but you know, you, you I, I take fat guy. All right, I'm not calling myself a giant or <laughs> or an ogre. All right, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in running to the fucking fantasy world of calling myself a fucking dwarf like they do. Okay, that's just bullshit. Own it or fucking don't. You know what there's I mean? There's some sort of reason why people are like a dwarf or something. Like, there's some definition that like makes something makes them different. 
Something they they say, yeah, you know, the it, beard, like the battle axe, no, but pick a diamond mine. It's a physical. Uh, it's seven a physical of them thing. banging a fucking Snow White who sings to birds. You know where the fat guy and the midget great whistler come together every year? <whistles> Christmas. Christmas. Fatty and midgets unite. We always get work, but yet we get shut out on on. Uh, uh, fucking St. Patty's Day. They get to be leprechauns. Oh, yeah. All right? I get the shit into the stick, okay? Yeah. I get the shit into the shillelagh, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm not getting anything over here, all right? It's like, if you're a midget, you're always working, okay? If you want to embrace it, all right? The, the, the greatest bar in America, or probably in the world, is Chilkoot Charlie's in uh, in Alaska, Anchorage, greatest fucking bar ever. Those guys made so much money. They they only did shots. They had because they couldn't hold it's the a bottle. It's a midget up. bar, right? That's what it's they call it. Bar, midget bar. A midget bar. Okay. And they they had little shot glasses that were thimbles. Okay, thimbles. All right. And they just had uh, t- uh, tequila or Jaeger on their belt, a bottle. Okay. And they just poured that. And they had little eight ounce beers instead of twelve ounce beers. And people would go there and just fucking buy them out, okay? And they made so much fucking money. And uh, Kenny, the uh, the big time, uh, the the head midget bartender, okay, had a huge dick, huge like a monster fucking. It literally was down past his knee. It was amazing fucking dick. And he'd take it out and like if somebody was an asshole, he'd take his cock out and dip it in their drink. All right, because he'd walk on the bar, all right, and if somebody was being a dick, he'd just go over there and fucking and uh, dip dip his fucking dick in their drink, all right, and he'd have girls sucking his dick at the bar, all right. Kenny was an animal. He was amazing. I wonder if he's still there. No, Kenny passed away. Aww. Kenny passed away. It's hard to hear that. I know, I know, Every but time I, I cannot mi- wait to go back to Chilku Charlie's. Oh. It is one of my favorite places. There's a picture of me up there, totally nude. Things go on at Choco Charlie's where they had this girl naked sitting at a bar stool, all right? And and uh, and I go, yeah, things do happen here. And I got naked, and they took a picture of me and naked sitting at the same bar stool, all right? <laughs> put right beside it. But that was when I was at my heaviest, all right? So it's like really fucking funny, okay? Just to see this mound of fucking Ralphie Mayflash, all right? It's amazing, all right? But anyway, I digress. Midgets and moral of the story. Embrace your cuteness. Be adorable. Right, baby? I think whenever you are, you should embrace it. Not to sound like all cheesy and whatever, but I mean, you can't, I think, I mean, I think on some level, Diane was very much about that. She's like, I am what I am and I'm, I'm cool with that. She, that's pretty much how she was. She had a really good attitude of how she carried herself. And I, I mean, I even said to her towards the end of the, after we were done with the interview, it's like, you know, you hang out with somebody, you don't realize that they are in whatever different package that they come in, two seconds after you start talking to the person. Right. Um, Okay, so you can catch Ralphie on the 23rd in Beaumont, the 24th in San Antonio, the 25th in Austin, and the 26th in Arlington. And I'm going to be hanging out in California doing some shows around here. And on Friday, I am a judge at the KCAL Bikini Pageant, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. KCAL's a radio station out in the Redlands. and I'm, the fuck do you get to go do a I don't know. I don't judge? know. I don't know. I Are don't you even in know. it? No, God, no. But I don't know how I'm supposed you to judge. 
judge really? women. I don't know it's if totally I. totally hot. I hope they have like a talent thing or something. It's just on the tits. It yeah, 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 yeah. Talent. A, yeah. What's judge. your talent? Let's see them jiggling titties. That's your fucking talent. <laughs> Let's see your nipples. Uh, see, make sure those nipples are even. I don't know why I've been asked to even be the judge on this, but I'm, I accept Because you're funny it. and you're yeah. hot. I accept it. And, and you should wear a bikini and get up there. What's the first prize? Oh. Uh, no, it's like Creepy 15, Tom, 000. what's the first prize? All right, Cre- Creepy Tom is our intern, guys, all right? And he's the guy on the computer, okay? Creepy Tom, what is the, uh, what, what is first prize in this contest Lana's judging? 15 Gs. $15 fucking thousand dollar prize package? Apparently. Jesus Christ, you get your ass up there <laughs> no, and you shake it. You fucking win that goddamn no, thing. You're I can, judging, I say win. I win. Fuck them. I could not win. Fuck them. What do you mean? You got great tits Stop. and ass. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. I'm not, no. You got great tits and ass. I just don't ass. know how I'd be a judge I on this you. thing. I don't know. I know you know. got great tits and ass. All right. I don't fuck you for long. That's I enough. can't lie. Hash. I don't fuck you for long. I put so it in and rub it around. This week we're featuring a band. <laughs> <laughs> like like we do every week, we have a great band. Live from the Mercy Lounge, ladies and gentlemen, in Nashville, Tennessee. Langhorn Slam. Langhorn Slam, bitches.
Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. And now, the Perfect 10 Podcast Cowhead Cruise Giveaway, where a lucky fan wins a trip for two with airfare included to the Cowhead Cruise. This week's winners are J.J. Mills and Kylie Patillo. Congratulations! You and your guests will be flying to Tampa, Florida on September 26th with Cowhead, his crew, Ralphie, and tons of others on a cruise to Cozumel. Thanks, everyone, for playing, and stay tuned to our Facebook fan page and at Perfect 10 Pod on Twitter to find out about our next contest giveaway coming soon.